What is up, my hirsute herbalists? That's an alliteration that sounded better on paper than aloud. Uh, I'm Chris with Tabletops and Tentacles, and this is Die Alone, a solo RPG and game podcast. In this episode of Die Alone, I'll be talking about Apothecaria, a poultice pounder adventure. Apothecaria is a solo potion-making RPG set in the world of Beast Fables based on the Apothecaria system. This game is from Anna Blackwell of Blackwell Games and Brian Tyrell from Dungeons on a Dime and is live now on Kickstarter. But first, a few news and updates from the Tabletops and Tentacles headquarters hidden deep in Idaho's underground sea. If you hadn't noticed, uh, there's been a delay in the release of episodes of Die Alone, and I wish I had a really exciting reason for that, but frankly, I have just been absolutely overwhelmed with things, and I apologize for that. Uh, we got a new puppy, and she has been an absolute delight, but also a an absolute monster of handfuls of energy and time and effort that has partially kept me away. I've also been hard at work on finishing up Three Dice Six. We've also released issue three of Tabletops and Tentacles, and conventions started to trickle back into being, which took a little more adjustment than I had expected when it came to getting ready to do them. Um, been 18 months since I'd done a con, and I opened up my case of convention supplies and there was a year old cliff bar and a couple of rubber bands so it took a little bit of adjustment to get back into the swing of things as of right now a lot of the rpg and writing related things that i was working on are on hold until i can get caught up on deadlines i am trying desperately to finish three dice six and make it as great as i can and it is certainly something that is exceeding the scope of what I thought it would be initially, and while that's an awesome thing, it's also a very daunting thing, so I have kind of set a lot of my other projects to the side while I try and finish that up. I'm also working on some artwork for Gallant Night Games, and I am collaborating on some game design stuff with a game that my brother's designing. Uh, we also started making freeze-dried candy, which if you've never tried it, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> we got the freeze dryer to make dog treats for my father-in-law who takes care of pets for a living. Uh, but we have dived pretty heavily into the freeze-dried candy realm as well. And if you'd like to check that out, there's links to our Etsy shop on our website at deeplydappergames.com. I am also quite sick. I've been sick for over a month now and they're not entirely sure what it was initially. They confirmed that it wasn't COVID. They haven't been able to discern exactly what's wrong with me. Uh, there's definitely some bronchitis in there, and that in particular has been going on for over a month now, and it's finally getting to a point that I can record for 20 minutes without awful coughing fits. So it's just been a whole conglomeration of nonsense, but I think I'm back now. I'm excited to be back. I have hardly even played any games, and I'll be honest, I've really missed it. I really, really enjoyed the solo gaming and RPG 
stuff that I was doing, and it it was really nice to dive back in with Apothecaria this week, and kind of sit in the dark in the studio and enjoy myself again. So let's dive in to the world of Apothecaria. And that is Paw with a P-A-W, because this is a adorable animal-based version of Anna Blackwell's Apothecaria system that takes place in the Beast Fable setting of the Bristly Woods, a wild Scottish forest in a post-human setting. In Apothecaria, you play a poultice pounder, which is a little alchemist uh, herb witch of sorts that's kind of cruising around the forest, helping people out, um, earning their keep as they create potions to heal people, spreading the good word, helping little critters out of problems, and just generally doing well for the guild that they are a member of. On a surface, this is a fairly simple game, but as you dive into the actual world of Apothecaria, you realize just how much there is to do in this little RPG, and I really enjoyed my time playing this. Uh, it is live now on Kickstarter and is for another couple of weeks, so if you, this is interesting to you, make sure you hop over there and check it out. You can also link up to the same alpha version that I played from that website as well, or you can go to apothecaria.card.co. So this one was a limited alpha. It doesn't have all of everything in it. It doesn't have as many of the optional ailments. It doesn't have as many travel options or characters. Or uh, Basically, this is a slimmed down version of everything. But it does give you a good idea of what you're going to be playing in Apothecaria. So in Apothecaria, it's fairly simple. You create your character, and it's generally going to be some sort of adorable little animal who's off to wander the woods and help people out. So this is a solo journaling RPG, just like a lot of them that I've played, where you take and create a world in your head using prompts and oracle draws from a card deck and kind of just the overall flavor text of the game itself. And this game in particular has some wonderful flavor text in it. I really love the evocative descriptions of the area that you're living in and what you're traveling through. And I think that everything to do with the system and the setting meshes together really nicely. So for almost everything in the game, you are drawing cards from a deck of cards to tell you what happens, give you prompts, spur your imagination as to what happens, and they have a really nice setup for a lot of this, especially in the character creation stage, that allows you to either pick a character and design them based around the type of character you'd like to play, or you can do like I tend to do and just randomize everything. I... Don't like going into these type of games with a presupposition of what I'm going to play and how I'm going to play it because I really enjoy journaling RPGs in particular for the way that they let my creativity step outside of its usual box. So to create your character, you hop over to the character creation portion of the rules and it starts out with this really nice little paragraph. 
You're sitting by the side of a well-trodden road, surrounded by twisting oak trees and the trilling of work shanties from songbirds in the branches overhead. A strong breeze hassles rain clouds away and over the horizon, allowing dappling shafts of sunlight to flit through the oak's canopy above. Nearby, a puddle ripples with anticipation. Look into its depths and find out who you are. So this covers a whole list of different types of characters, primarily smaller characters. And when you draw your first card, it tells you what type of character's personality you will have, whether they're playful or burrowing or aquatic or star dancing or mud dwelling. And then each of those has example animals attached to it. So you can find out if you're a squirrel or a crow or a badger or a little owl, or in my case, uh, my main character I played was Hamish the Hedgehog. And once you've established what type of character you're playing, what type of character you're playing, you dive into these stats. The stats on this game are very simple. They're basically just speed and carry. Those are the only two things you really have to remember. Carry tells you how much stuff you can carry around with you, including both tools and equipment, as well as reagents and herbs and ingredients for your potions. And speed tells you how fast you travel while moving around the woods. And speed is kind of interesting how they handle it in this game, because it's it's a journey that you're on with Apothecaria. And so the speed kind of represents how far you can travel before you need to stop and sort of earn your keep, find someone to help out so that you can resupply and fill up your pack to make the next part of your journey. Uh, everything in Apothecary is done through trading of trinkets and services, and that's how you make your living as a guild member is finding someone in need and helping them out. Uh, there are a number of different ways you can travel. You can go slow and steady, you can go rambling and ready, fast and heady, or swift and soaring. And the swift and soaring one's kind of an interesting one that's not in the alpha, and that one involves uh, flying of some sort. I found as I was playing that I honestly just like that nice middle-of-the-road rambling and ready. Uh, one of my other characters I played was a fast and heady character, and the higher speed but lower carry weight um, didn't suit my playstyle. I tend to be the character in like Skyrim that's moving at three inches an hour because my satchel's too full of butterflies and fish eggs. So I definitely like being able to carry a few more things with me and it actually does help out in this little world. It's a neat system with this because as you create your character, you also select what type of journey you're traveling on. And that journey, depending on what your end goal is, has a certain amount of time attached to it as well. So sometimes being able to move a little faster is beneficial in it. So once you've created your character, you also kind of uh, fill in some background on it and you get a little trinket that sort of helps fill in some of your backstory of your character as well. And once you've set that up, you're ready to hit the road on your little journey. Uh, as a Pultiser, you are a member of the guild, the Pultis Pounders Guild, which is a loose association of beasts who go around and cure ailments and help out the other residents of the woods. And one of the neat things with this is that the guild reputation points that you earn or lose as you play are tracked 
across the board. So if you decide to play a different character, you can stay with that same reputation level and kind of keep some aspects of the world more consistent. There's not really a campaign mode per se with this, but this little addition does kind of help keep the world consistent and add just a little element of the campaign aspect to it. Um, when I played, I played with two different characters, and the one I played off and on for about a week and a half, and then the other one I just did a like just a fun little two-hour one-shot one evening, and it was kind of neat coming in with that one-shot character and affecting the reputation of Hamish's guild when I came back to play Hamish later. So it's quite neat the way they have that set up, and I like that it adds just an element of connectivity to your characters as you're playing. Um, I was actually talking to my buddy who is having a good time playing this as well, and we discussed the idea of us setting up a game where we have a group goal, and we uh, we experience and and adjust the same reputation the same guild members and kind of see if we run across each other's paths in the woods and that kind of thing i it's one of those games that's sort of it's a solo game but it's fun to talk about i really enjoyed like telling my wife about my silly little journey as a poultice pounder in the woods as a little hedgehog going around and healing things. You start out with a couple of tools, a mortar and pestle that allows you to grind or crush reagents, a camp kettle so you can warm brews or make tea or boil other different objects, and an obsidian knife so that you can gather reagents with it. And none of those have a weight attached to them, so they don't affect your carry weight on there as well. But there are other things that you can get in the full game that do affect that type of thing. Once you have your character made and you're setting off on your journey, you choose a reason to go on your journey. The alpha version has three different quick start options, and each of them has a different thing that you're working on, a different location you're heading to, and a reason to be going out and doing it in the first place. Um, for instance, B is a collaborative effort. And a curious stitcher is asked that you sketch the ailments of your patients while on your regular tour of the bristly woods. This way they can better understand the diverse anatomy of the woods beasts. So you start out in the forest city of Odok. It is spring, and you're headed towards the open meadows of Willowmoot. Your reason for this adventure is knowledge. By sharing the folk remedies of the poulticers with other guilds, the beasts of the bristly woods can flourish. Your goal is to resolve at least two ailments that require scale, feather, or fur. So those are tags attached to ailments. And for everything that you are making a recipe for, there are different tags that you are treating. Uh, symptoms of what ailment is there, or different things that different reagents and herbs and things that you gather can affect. And so for this particular one, you're trying to find people to heal, find creatures to heal that utilize these particular pieces of reagents when you're making your recipes. 
That one is a relaxed urgency, so you set your journey timer to 12. And the time of year really does make a difference in this. There are different herbs and plants and even creatures that act differently depending on what time of year it is. It affects the rarity or difficulty in finding different ingredients. And I think that that's a really nice little touch on this. Uh, the quick start journeys all take place in spring, but I'm really genuinely excited about trying out the full version of this and seeing the difference in location and season. Uh, there's also a number of different locations that you travel in this game. The map is huge. The final version is going to have over 200 locations spread across forests and lakes and uh, fields and mountains and icy areas. And for the quick start, there's just a small little map section with, I think, 25 or 30 locations that you can travel across. And a lot of these have their own personality attached to them. And I really love the simplicity and the clarity that they put into Apothecaria when it comes to that. So let's talk about playing Apothecaria a little bit. So when you set out on your journey, you start in a certain location and you can travel up to the limits of your character's speed. You don't have to travel the whole way, but you can kind of select where you want to go on the map. And as you go, it kind of depends on what type of terrain you're traveling across. Uh, you can go through rivers, but if you're carrying any product with you, if you don't have a water, uh, waterproof satchel, you might ruin all of your ingredients. So you have to be smart about how you're traveling as well as where you're traveling. Depending on the time of season, some of the ingredients will be easier to find in different locations. Depending on what you're looking for, some ingredients are more plentiful in different types of terrain as well. Uh, but generally, you just kind of wander off into the woods and see what you can see. Uh, so it's really fun the way they do this. It's very simple. You decide where you're going, and along that way you have a travel encounter that either adds some flavor, adds a little character, or just builds your, your personality a little bit as you're traveling. Then when you reach the end of your supplies and you need to stop and resupply, you find somebody in that area that needs your help. And there's a whole list of prompts for virtually everything that you could possibly think of in Apothecaria. There's different types of characters. There's different personalities of these characters. There are a whole list of different types of ailments that they can suffer from. And as you find yourself a patient, you examine what they're dealing with and decide how to help them. So you have the overall journey timer, and that tells you how much time you have to complete your journey and get to your destination. Now, if you do exceed the timer, that doesn't mean you stop your journey or you lose or anything like that. It just affects what happens when you do get to your destination. Uh, but there's another timer, and that's based off of each of these travel stops that you go to. And it's really based around the signs and symptoms of the ailment that's afflicting the beasts. So if they, for instance, have first fever, it's a minor ailment. Um, it has a, a temperature, infection, and sleep tag. And so those are things that you would want to find reagents to treat for it. And it has a timer of seven. So that timer tells you how many times and how far afield you can go 
to forage for ingredients to make a remedy to treat this particular ailment. And it's kind of neat if you're foraging in that particular space that you're in, it takes one off of that timer. If you are traveling a field from an adjacent location, it takes two off. And so you have to be kind of smart about that. But as you look through your almanac of ingredients, you often notice that maybe you need something that causes sleep and let's say cattails or something like that are more plentiful in the water location adjacent to yours. So it may be more intelligent to hop over there to look for these ingredients and then bring them back to make your remedy, despite it taking up more of your timer's time. Um, so when you forage, you draw cards and depending on the difficulty to find that item, depending on the time of year and the location you're in, um, the card you pull dictates what type of ingredient you're able to find. Um, if you do happen to get everything you need, you can continue to forage and just add a couple of little ingredients to your satchel that you can bring with you and have ready to go on the next stop that you make. I really enjoy the way that's done in particular because it does have a very foraging for ingredients vibe to it. Each of these times that you go out foraging, there are events that happen based off of the cards that you pull. And I really enjoy some of the little interactions with those as well. And a lot of those are have like a persistence to them. If you watch the video that's on the Kickstarter, one of them that they ran into was a bear that they disturbed. And if they went back to that location, that bear was more likely to be aware of their presence and go after them. And so there's a lot of little fun world building details like that, that actually do change the persistent map that you're traveling across in a way that I did not expect from a game like this. If you can't tell, I'm re I really enjoyed playing this game. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the alpha version has a deck worth of minor ailments. And depending on the card you pull is what they're inflicted with. And as you travel, your uh, reputation is affected based off of your abilities to help the character. Whether you help them in the first place or you may not heal them in time and they molt and lose all their fur, affecting your reputation amongst the guild. And one of the cool things with that is as you build your reputation in the guild, you also unlock the ability to conquer and make recipes and remedies for harder ailments and worse afflictions or things that are more urgent to be uh, taken care of. And as you play in the full game, you will be able to really expand that out and like carry more tools that can help you create uh, remedies easier and that kind of thing. I really dig the way that they do these little stops along your journey. They really do feel like you traveled somewhere, had a little experience along the way, and then found a way to earn your keep before waving and traveling on down the road further. I really enjoy that aspect of this. Um, I actually used a a bunch of little smooth pebbles to track my my ailment timer so that I knew how much time I had and I drew up a little hand version of the map I I legitimately can't wait to get the full version of this that has a full map that I can lay out in front of me I'm very 
Luddite about the way I play my games, and I love having the physicality of the character sheets and the counters and the tokens and the coins. And for this particular game, it felt very tactile to have little pebbles to play with as I'm traveling. There is a surprising amount of depth to this as you go, because each of the different locations have different items that you can forage for, and it's anything from little seeds off of a plant to pieces of a titan, which aren't active during the alpha one, so I have no idea what that is, but I'm very intrigued by. And it's really cool because, like, as you're foraging, you can come across a blackberry bush, and the leaves and the berries have two different treatment tags attached to them. And at the time, because you are just in a hurry to try and help somebody with a certain affliction, you have to decide what it is you're harvesting from that particular plant. But if you are getting something after that, you can bring the whole plant with you, and you've got those options to do either later on down the road if you wanted to use that ingredient in a in a remedy. But I love Apothecaria. I think it's a really fun game. Just really suits so many of my interests. I love little critters. I love the idea of going around and foraging for ingredients. And it it has that like Rats of Nim vibe to it that I just absolutely adore. And I think they did a fantastic job at combining the world and the game system together into something that looks fairly simple on the surface. You're literally moving a certain number of spaces and foraging for a certain type of ingredient. But once you get into it, the world and the the thematic flavor that they've added to it really does help you create and tell a story in a way that a lot of these other storytelling games miss out on a little bit. Like the I found that my creativity was spurred with this game a little easier than with others. I would highly recommend you go check out the alpha, even just to browse through it and see all of the fun little stuff that they've added to it. The almanac is a delight. Like there's different cards for trinkets. There's different things you can forage. There's different seasons and locations. Uh, In the full version, there'll even be... uh, pen pals and pets that you can bring with you to help out and that kind of thing as well there are full cities where you can go and trade for different things the amount of content it's going to cover is a little mind-boggling but the way they have their system laid out is straightforward enough that it never felt as daunting to me as some of the other more involved solo rpgs that i've played have Um, I would say my only comment about the game overall that I would have liked to have seen changed, and it's kind of a non-comment because it's literally just about the alpha version, but their website's really clean, it's really pretty, but you have to scroll clear to the top every single time you want to click on a different link, and if they'd had some sort of persistent menu bar across the top or links along the side that you could have just clicked on to jump between 
the ailment almanac and the tag almanac it would have made it a little easier to play on the website but this was also one of the first times i'd played an rpg using a website instead of uh, a pdf or my actual physical copy of it and it went smoother than i expected i was worried that I would be resistant to playing it that way, but it turned out being quite fun. And I think part of it is that I did have the printed character sheet and I hand drew the map and I was using a deck of, um, a physical deck of cards to play as well. And of course I was writing in a journal by hand, all longhand and everything. And I think that a lot of that helped offset the awkwardness for me of playing on the website but even that wasn't that painful i just would have liked to have the links a little more easily accessible if you were at the very bottom of a page and wanted to jump to something else uh, but overall apothecary was very fun i think it's got just the perfect mix of depth and personality to it and i highly recommend you check it out i will leave links to it in the description below to both the alpha uh, quick start as well as the kickstarter itself uh, so that was apothecaria a poultice pounding adventure oh one other note with apothecaria i also think that it would be one of those type of games that would be a blast to play with kids i think it would actually be the perfect game to sit down with a couple of like 10 or 11 year olds have them create their little poultice pounders and make decisions about where they want to travel on the map and then you could gm it as they play and they can pick what kind of plants they're looking for and that type of thing as well for the next episode i am probably going to be diving into a solo rpg and a solo board game but i'm not 100 percent sure what yet um like i said at the beginning of the episode i am quite sick still and i'm dealing with a puppy and conventions and the start of the winter season and my wife's illness seems to morph and change quite a bit with the changing of the season so we don't know what winter will bring but i'm hoping to be here more regularly again now and get these episodes out more frequently. If you are a game creator, particularly if you make an RPG that is for solo play, or if you are a solo board game maker, and you'd like me to play your game for Die Alone, send me an email at tabletopsandtentacles at gmail.com, and I would love to check it out and talk about it here on the podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. I want to give an extra huge thanks and shout out to my patrons for helping make our podcasts and everything else we do possible. We could not do it without you. And if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to Deeply Dapper's Patreon page at patreon.com slash Deeply Dapper. As always, you can also find links to everything we do at DeeplyDapperGames.com or TabletopsAndTentacles.com. Thank you for listening, and remember, we all die alone. Die alone.